What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Um, yeah, healthy alive. Doing well. Are you live from New York this morning? Oh, I, I honestly, at this point, I am. I'm not going to New York. Uh, I, I maybe, maybe if I had like you know full full armor, body armor or something. Uh, like it, it's getting it's getting pretty nuts in in New York right now. They I actually um, heard body armor was one of the top sellers. Like, and they're even stealing that off of people. Like they're holding them up at gunpoint, yeah. stealing their body armor. Yeah, I've I've. Um, some of the reporters, um, some of the independents that are down there getting the footage that we see of the actual riots, they've been given some body armor from various organizations and uh, they've had it stolen uh, within the first night <laughs> of using it. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's 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 great and all. But uh, New York, um, as of August 30th, has surpassed 1000 shootings this year. So uh, they're at 1,004 as of August 30th. Weren't they just at like NYPD? Weren't they just at like uh, 400 or something? Uh, Let's see here. Didn't we just didn't we just cover that like a couple of weeks ago or like three weeks ago? I mean, we knew that the the numbers were up like 200 percent from last year. We knew that. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 well. Last year. Uh, during like the same amount of time, I thought it was yeah. like five hundred. During the same time, between, it was five hundred. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was like. Well, no, I thought we covered because the year before that, it was like two seventy five or something. Or I'm just kind of guesstimating here. Mm-hmm. And then we covered it. I thought it was like five seventy five were the numbers, mm-hmm. which obviously that's well, an increase. That that's a doubling. And yeah, then yeah, that now you're telling me it's doubled over on itself again, or that's what it sounds like anyway. Yeah, so as of right now, it's 1,004 shootings. And last year, last year, okay, the same amount of time by August 30th, there was only 537. So it's almost double exactly uh, from where we were last year. They're saying that this is the first time the city has eclipsed the benchmark in gun violence since 2015. In 2015, the entire year was 1,138. So far, they're probably going to surpass that. I mean, if they if they continue on this trend, you 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 could be seeing like fifteen, eighteen hundred. Um, if they continue on this on this trend, I, I imagine probably when it comes winter time, things are going to slow down a bit, and you know you may not see as much because seriously, human beings don't want to be out in sub zero temperature with snow and you know all that kind of stuff. So I don't I don't I don't imagine it'll be that that bad. But they said, I, I, um, honestly, man, I, I don't know what to say. Did they have that broken down by borough? I, I'm not seeing it broken down. Unfortunately, it's it's a it's a fairly short article on this. Um, they're saying that there's been a surge for 13 straight weeks. Um, let's see. There's 375 more shootings and 499 more victims for the um, so far. Good Lord. Uh, as compared to last year. I, I heard somebody talking on a podcast. I think it was like a week ago or maybe it's two weeks ago. I can't remember. And they were talking about the crime rate that's just skyrocketing in New York. And there's not really anybody talking about that. Like if you, I don't think that there's anything in the mainstream media about what's going on in New York. 
Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the stores are boarded up. They don't want to be looted. They don't want to be smashed out. I, I don't blame them. So there's nothing to do. You can't go anywhere if you're still there. God knows why you're still there. But if you go out, then there's a chance you're going to get shot. Uh, and then if you do go out, well, th- there's also a chance you get fined $10,000 too. Uh, yeah. I mean, why would you want to be there? Why, why would you want to be there? I, and I heard somebody, uh, uh, to, my, to my point, somebody was talking on a podcast, I think, like I said, it was like two, three weeks ago and I heard him. And they were talking about, I think it was the Bronx. I, I think it was the Bronx they were talking about. And they said that the Bronx is is gone. I mean, it's, it's gone as in like the uh, the crime rate is out of control. They were comparing it to Afghanistan. That's what they were doing. And this was somebody wow. that lived. Yeah, this was somebody that lived there. And they said because they I guess they had one of their kids or something said, you know, hey, um, you know, hey, dad, can we go to the uh, can we go to the Bronx? And they said, you're not going to the Bronx. What are you out of your mind? And I thought, OK, well, there's no way because I mean, I, I was up there like t- you know 10 years ago and there was no way that it was. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It, w- it wasn't that bad. Not like it is now. Now is night and day. I wouldn't go there now. I wouldn't. New York, when, when I was there, completely different, completely different. And this is, I mean, even even the New York before the pandemic, so pre-January, right, of, of this year, pre-January of this year, it had already gone way downhill from where I was like 10 years ago, from what I saw and what I worked in and what I lived in. And it's, it's just, I, I don't know what to make of it. I really don't know what to make of it. And now with all the people that are leaving the city, they reported two weeks ago, three weeks ago that they had, what was it? 500,000 that left that they knew of. Yeah. Rent in Manhattan, rent in Manhattan on average is down 30%. What does that tell you? And they've got upwards of 15 to 20,000. I would argue it's yeah, probably around that or a little higher now. 15 to 20,000 vacant apartments. It's a spiraling effect. It's a death spiral economically. I mean, if you think about it, because the landlords, they want to rent. The rent is down and they can't rent. No one will take them. Now, all these uh, all these millennials, uh, the ones that believe that they're um, they're entitled to a, a penthouse on Fifth Avenue, they can probably get it right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, probably. It's it's, yeah. it's not the fact that, you know, you'd have to work for something like that. You know, they want to live there because um, that's where they want to live. Yeah. They, they, mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. if they want to live there, then they should be able to live there. They should have a right to live there. Well, go. Of course, of course. Go. Mm-hmm. No, seriously, go. I'm, I'm talking to the average millennial out there that thinks like that. Go. Would you want to be in New York right now? You move into an apartment up there, Midtown Manhattan. You can get them pretty cheap. No place for you to shop. No place for you to work. Probably a 90% chance you're going to get your ass shot off from what you just said. Mm-hmm. So what's attractive about that? You got to go through a 14 day quarantine. You got to sign all kinds of medical forms. You know, there's 12,000 right there. That'll make up for the uh, for the 30 percent you're saving on rent, I suppose. But yeah, nothing to get excited about. Nothing to get excited about in New York. And that's really sad. That's really sad. And the thing that concerns me the most about that is, okay, you're leaving New York, right? You're you're leaving New York. You're going out into other parts of the country. You're going out into rural America. You're buying houses up. I mean, you know what's going on with the real estate market. Houses that are multi-millions of dollars, they're just selling. They don't care. People are buying them up. I, I read a story the other day of a guy and his family. They left New York. They were born and raised in New York, all of them. And they left New York and they bought a house they had to take their third option because the first two that they called on that morning that were available were gone by the time they were able to to reach the uh, the realtor. So they bought the third option via Skype, via Skype. They just walked around the house. The real estate agent walked around the house with Skype and they're like, yeah, we'll take it. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Now, my concern is this. What's that going to do long term? 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 
20 years from now, voting habits. You going to integrate to the communities you move to? That's my concern with it. That's exactly, I don't, I don't want to see little New Yorks everywhere, little Californias, little, you know, I don't, I don't want to see, because that, that is, that is a real concern. Um, these rural communities, life is a lot different there. And the, the policies that you were able to pass in New York and some of these other blue cities and states can't do that in small town. Um, that, that doesn't work. Uh, you should, if you want to, if you want to create those big welfare states, uh, or those welfare systems, why don't you start up an organization or something in those towns that isn't funded by the government? Just take donations or, you know, do it yourself. Like, uh, um, instead maybe of having the government tax, tax exempt foundation or, or an initiative of some kind, maybe. Uh, I mean, there you go. Yeah. Which you were able to dig up some things on some initiatives of some presidential candidates today, aren't you? Yeah, I, I did a little bit of digging. Yeah, I spent probably eight hours or so digging into this stuff uh, mm-hmm. between now, you know multiple days. Yeah, and and the, here's the thing. Now, this is very important to understand for those that are going to listen this afternoon. This is going to largely be called a conspiracy theory, but I think one of the things that we can say that can help us avoid that particular label is the fact that where we're presenting this information from, and that's from the actual IRS tax forms, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's actually the tax forms and um, not just tax forms, but also uh, the the statements from the, the, the people themselves, like um, and where they've worked, the connections that they have um, from from those workplaces, you know, who the, the other foundations they've they've created and who they've created them with, um, you know, th- those kind of things. Uh, they all kind of link together and there, there's a whole mess of corporations that are involved and um uh politicians and uh, it just it's pretty it's pretty messy that that swamp that um we keep hearing about that's definitely what it looked like yeah well we'll dig into that this afternoon and looking forward to that one because uh i saw the list of names you sent over and i thought okay that's really strange <laughs> some of the names that were on the boards and things like that i thought uh, i don't know about all that and then you were talking about how mm-hmm. the money disappeared and <laughs> yeah okay mm-hmm. all right yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that. Looking forward to that. But anyway, let's jump over to um, do, do you eat McDonald's, Bruce? No, no, I haven't. You've, had nev- fast you've never food eaten in a while. It. You've never eaten a McDonald's. Uh, I well, I mean, when you were when I was a kid and it was, you know, back in the 90s when it was a lot more popular mm-hmm. uh, for for kids to eat there. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. I, I've eaten there. Okay. But it's been a long time since I've. eaten. All right. There. Well, I, yeah, myself as well. I can't. I can't tell you the last time I ate something from McDonald's. It's been while well, I think it was I think I even mentioned it on the podcast before. It was I had a vanilla mm-hmm. milkshake and an apple pie, I think it was, because there was nothing else where I was and I was at a hotel and I got back late at night. I was in Cologne and I, I needed something. And that was really the only thing that was there. It was either that or a vending machine. And so I, I took my chances. Anyway, and I've seen pictures like this before, and it's it's quite shocking. McDonald's, someone's got a McDonald's hamburger that they stashed in a closet for 24 years. All right. Now, you might think, okay, my God, how did they not know that that thing was rotting and and doing all kinds of stuff? I mean, there's got to be nothing left if this thing's stashed in the closet for 24 years. But uh, listen to this. Okay, there was somebody that put this up on a TikTok video, which we're going to talk about TikTok here in a minute. A person put up a video of a perfect looking 1996 McDonald's hamburger and small order of French fries on TikTok. And the TikTok user uh, they're very happy and they're even excited to share this. Uh, they've got a little shoe box that's labeled hamburger, right? It's just this hamburger inside of it. And then inside there, she keeps uh, the hamburger and the fries that are tucked inside their original McDonald's paper bag. 
Now, the bag itself is... You could almost say it's like a little time capsule, I suppose, but it's printed with an advertisement from a 1996 NASCAR race, which is a U.S. stock car uh, racing thing, uh, for those that don't know, thus proving its authenticity, the equivalent of a cinematic time traveler spotting a copy of today's newspaper. They carefully unwrap the, uh, the burger, and the burger looks exactly the way it did when it was packaged. The person says the bread is never molded, the meat has never rotted. It's never even broken. It's completely intact. Can you imagine? Can, can you imagine having to? Uh, I mean, oh, can, can you imagine eating this? Like this is not. And I've made this argument here before. McDonald's, like this stuff. This is not food. This is not food. This is like plastic. I mean, that's that's what plastic food does. You know, the fake food. It just like it, it holds its stuff. You know, it holds its shape and its form and all that stuff, and it never rots. That's what it does. And I've seen people post pictures before of, I think it was like a Happy Meal or something. It was like a, uh, a hamburger, fries, and, and nuggets and things like that. And it looked exactly the same after, it was like 12 years or something. Can you imagine, like, you, you feed this to yourself and to your to your kids. That's awful. That's absolutely awful. Stuff like that shouldn't be put into a human body. It should, well, or any living organism for that matter, as far as I'm concerned. I'm kind of torn on this one because I know some of the science behind this. Um, you can do this with any food. Uh, the, the, basically, the, the gist of it is the science behind it is remove the moisture from the food mm -hmm. and uh, keep it in a um, uh, regulated climate, right? So keep the humidity out and that sort of thing, which the, the paper and the cardboard would have done inside the closet. The, the, the climate would have stayed relatively the uh, uniform. You'll see exactly the same thing. So I'm torn on, I, I don't necessarily think this is chemically induced, but I, that still doesn't mean I'm going to go out and eat it, right? I'm, I'm not, I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, skeptical on on the the like what they put into foods in general. So I don't know. I'm I'm undecided. But nonetheless, for this specifically, it's not surprising. You could probably do the same thing with any of the fast foods, any of the um, any foods in general. Like I said, just remove the just remove the moisture. Good to go. Cook it. Gets all the bacteria no. and stuff. That no. Yeah, it'll it'll nope. it'll last. Nope. 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 I'm sorry. Okay, beef jerky. Right. I'll draw the line there. I, I will draw mm -hmm. the line there. Okay, that's fine. But this, no, no. Not when this is advertised as something that's wholesome and delicious and, and uh, savory and, and all that stuff. Not, not, not at all. No. You see it on TV and it's like this. Of course, I know how they make it look for TV. It's, it never looks that way when you get it. But absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, you know, it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder, are other fast food chains the same way? Because I've only ever seen McDonald's food do this. So I wonder, can you do the same thing with Burger King? Can you do the same thing with Wendy's or Kentucky Fried Chicken or Carl's Jr., which I think that's what you guys have out there. Uh, east of the Mississippi, it's Hardee's. Unless you have a Hardee's. Do you have a Hardee's? Uh, we used to have a Hardee's, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I wonder if it's if it's able to be done with all that stuff. But anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, it's just horrible. Don't eat McDonald's. That's No, absolutely not. Um, TikTok, right? Mentioned TikTok there. Uh, the White House has decided that they're going to ban TikTok. And they're going to ban WeChat. I didn't even realize WeChat was available. I, I didn't think that we were privy to that. WeChat's the Chinese thing. That's how a lot of people communicate over there. It's like their version of WhatsApp, if I understand it correctly. Right. Is that right? Yes, yes. I didn't realize it was popular here at all. I mean, maybe maybe if you're, you know, if you travel a lot and you're maybe from one of the Asian countries or you travel there a lot, maybe 
maybe you use it more. I, but my understanding is it's not very common here. Um, I, but I, I'm so torn on this issue. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want China stealing our data from from people, right? But at the same time, it's kind of like I don't want government saying, uh, "Yeah, this this company, this business can't do business here. It can't operate here." Uh, I'm kind of like that, that. That feels bad too. So I don't know. You said it sets a very. You said it before. You said it sets a very dangerous precedent when you start doing that. I mean, it's, uh, it does. Okay. Yeah. When if Congress goes through this process, which we know with the Republicans not having the House, they're not going to do it. But if Congress goes through and passes a law mm-hmm. and bans them, would that be acceptable as opposed to an executive order? No, no. And, and the reason I say that is I'm not. I don't like government getting in and saying you can't do business, you can't do business, or you can't do business here. I'm I'm a bit skeptical. I, I guess this is a this is a unique case because it is uh, communist China, but at the same time, I'm like, just let the market do its own thing, right? Uh, I mean, make people make the information available and show people that hey, look, China's stealing this information. I mean, make uh, you know if you want to have an ad campaign or whatever to to try to make people aware. I would be more apt to do for that. You know, I mean, I would be okay with government spending money on that versus banning certain businesses because then you run into the issue of, um, mm-hmm. for example, you get, um, well, I don't know, a, a, a Biden and um, uh, Kamala Harris uh, ticket and they happen to win and now they're banning all the, the conservative media outlets or all the conservative media stuff. I mean, where do you stop with that when the precedent's been set? Um, they can make the claims that, well, these are terrorist organizations. These are whatever, um, extremist right wing, white supremacists, racists, what have you, uh-huh. fake news. So we're going to get rid of them. Um, uh, it, it's it's um, and, and obviously that's an extreme case, but uh, it's still a very real possibility. Um, I think we're going to lose. I honestly, I don't even think we'll be able to do what we're doing. Um, if we were to get a, a, if we lost the house, the Senate and, um, the, oh, the no. presidency, that, that, that hammer is going to be coming down, man. You can believe it. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's the, that's the group of people. I mean, I don't even want to say they're a political party at this point. I'm sorry, but that, I mean, that's, I'm almost to that point because like, that's when you're a group of people that go around and, and you're menacing the public, you're bullying the public into absolute submission and you have this agenda that's about, uh, well, uh, we're, when we get in power, we're going to do all this and and uh, we're going to show you people how it's done. Uh, that sounds like uh, punishment to me. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. No, absolutely not. And I think there will be open resistance to that. And I, I, I don't see it. And I think it's I think it's kind of to your point, what you were talking about earlier. They, they've got nothing. You know, they, they've got nothing. They're, they're in a real jam here uh, and they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Yeah, this is, I don't know, man. It's this one. This is actually really, this is really a problem with these apps. TikTok, for example, mm-hmm. the, the the amount of data it, it takes from you. The, we we were kind of scraping. talking about it from. The scraping yeah. is my problem with it. Yeah, uh, we, we, we kind of talked about it. Um, 
with Apple and their changes that they're they're doing with Apple. And and it basically stops other companies from being able to track while they're still able to track. Why not just have some kind of, you know, uh, recommendation or, you know, something where the public comes out and talk to you know, like run. Um, I, I don't know uh, what, what kind of stuff. Just, just, I mean, even tweeting at these companies gets them to sway, mm-hmm. but get a, uh, get the companies, uh, the major companies that are making these smartphones, have them change the policies on privacy and have them make it to where these apps, uh, you have to opt in instead of opting out of being tracked. And barring these companies from being able to, that is something I think should have never been allowed as far as your data. When it, I, I legit think this is something that I could get on board with as far as regulation mm-hmm. um, is no opt out. It has to be opt in when it comes to your data. You have to be giving explicit. It's not a defaulting. Uh, I'm giving you consent. It has to be you have to go in and give them consent yourself. Um, and it has to be made very clear because this is on the level of this is one of our constitutional protected rights, right? Your data is your personal effects, right? That's that's your files and so on and so forth. And that's covered. What is it? The is it the Fourth Amendment or Fourth or, Amendment um, right of person to be yeah. secure in the papers, persons and effects? Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of your papers and your effects. So I think that should have been put out there first is you you had to agree to this, not a. Not some nonsensical 400 page terms of service thing. It has to be a I'm I'm going to use an app. The app is now trying to scrape data. It has to um, request my approval before it can take any data at all. And uh, but obviously that's not going to pass. No, it's not going to pass. And I'll tell you what, uh, nobody is more keen with dropping the hammer than a country like North Korea. You know, we've talked about North Korea before. Is the guy alive or is he dead? Uh, we don't know. Um, that's uh, there's there's speculation that he's in coma or dead. Um, okay. And right. then there's the government is saying, no, he's still alive. See, here's a picture. So. Uh huh. Yeah. OK. Yeah. That's because that's proof. You see, that's proof. Right. All right. Uh, you talk about going to extremes, man. Listen to this. All right. And this, this doesn't shock me coming out of North Korea, but North Korea has ordered military units and police to shoot on sight anyone in the country who goes within one kilometer of the North Korean and Chinese border. Uh, they say that they're doing this uh, in an effort to prevent the spread of COVID-19. That, that's what they're saying. What a prevention method, right? What a prevention method. Now, am I correct in understanding that they still don't have a single case? Well, you see, their 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 fearless leader actually died of COVID nineteen. So um, I, I I don't did he? You know, so they at least have one. No, I, I have no idea. I'm oh, just saying, okay. if he died, it was COVID nineteen. That was it was a joke. Okay, police in the city of um, Ho Yong, uh, I, I think that's what it is, issued an emergency notice from the Ministry of Social Security. Why 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 does that sound familiar? Why, why right? does that sound familiar? Saying that they would kill kill. Anyone within a kilometer of the North Korea Chinese border, regardless of their reason for being there. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine, Bruce, if you were just, yeah, I'm just going to go to New York and they just shot you when you got up to it and you were within a mile of it? Can you imagine that? And you didn't know. Don't give Cuomo any ideas. Well, I was going to ask, do you think he'd be capable of something like that? And then, of course, the nursing homes. The emergency yeah, exactly. declaration, right? The emergency declaration will be in effect along the entire North Korea-China border until the pandemic ends. Well, I hope they're not listening to the World Health Organization. They Actually, you know something? I just had uh-huh. a thought. Uh-huh. What if this is, what if he really is dead 
and they're trying to keep people from escaping to get the word out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see your point. I see your point. And the the thing is, well, here here's the thing. If he's dead, if he's dead, the CCP knows it, right? They know it. If he's yes. dead. And the CCP can't afford, because let, let's be honest, North Korea is a, a, a puppet state of, of China, China, communist China. And if he is dead, then the U.S. is going to move for an overthrow. And that's going to put the U.S. on China's front door, and they don't want that. So they need to maintain uh, as long as possible. So if he's dead or if he's incapacitated, then I would imagine that they're in the process, uh, the Chinese Communist Party, I mean, they're probably in the process of working with whatever's left of a power structure inside North Korea to try and get a line of secession and get a story straight that they can put forth that people will accept. Mm-hmm. Because do you know how, I mean, you, you know how loyal the um, the people are in North Korea to that leadership or, or just it's under, you know, fear more than anything else. And if they mm-hmm. see that that is falling apart, then they'll revolt. They'll, they'll revolt, I think. Or they, there will be the mass exodus, like you said. But I, I honestly, I don't yeah. think... If there's a mass exodus and, and people flood across the northern border, then, you know, I forget going down through the 30th parallel, but if they're going up through the northern border and the Chinese PLA tries to stop them, then that's going to look very bad on the uh, on the international stage. And they can't afford that. The, the CCP can't afford mm-hmm. that. They're doing everything they right. can now to run the, the disinformation campaign towards the U.S. and the West in general. So they, they need to keep the spotlight off of them as much as humanly possible. And if they can continue to try and do things behind the scenes to put forth line of secession in North Korea, all the better for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of my uh, summary there as well, or, or thinking. Mm. Um, yeah, it just, I don't know, man. It, the more and more we're seeing come out, it's kind of like, huh, we, we know the virus isn't that big of a deal. So why are you using the narrative that it's the virus if there's not something else going on? So I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder now if it really is the, he's dead and they're just trying well, to keep things quiet. What they're, what they're claiming, the North Korean authorities, they're claiming, this is their quote, after announcing the declaration, the police department told the public, the coronavirus has spread everywhere except our country. So the enemy is trying to infiltrate the border by sending the virus across it. So that's why they have to shoot and kill everybody that tries to cross. Ah, I see. Right, right. So see, they're, they're shooting you to save you. you. You see? I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's that simple. It's that simple. They're, yeah, they're, they're killing people to save lives. Yeah. Yes, it just, just, if it saves just one life, right? it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Anyway, we are going to have to go. We are out of time this morning. Anyway, looking forward to the uh, to the information you dug up on uh, on the initiative later on this afternoon. Looking forward to that. Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning. 